The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the podcast where we talk about how intelligent digital marketing and web development solves business problems. Episode 97 here, and I got my co-host, Kevin Everly, back, co-founder of Trinity Web Media. Kevin, how are you today? Greg, great, great to be here with you. Finally, it feels like, I feel like our schedule has been like passing, where it's like either you're doing a show or I'm doing a show, or you're doing a show and I'm doing a show. And then today, we have a special guest. We have Taylor Walden from Impress.org, who handles all the content for two plugins that we really love. One that we definitely rely on for clients, Give WP, and the other one, WP Biz Review. So, Taylor, thank you for joining us on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So, I met Taylor, I don't remember, a couple of years ago at Work at Riverside. And it was an awesome event, as always, put on by Various Smith. And I know Taylor speaks at a lot of WordCamps. She's a, definitely a WordCamp veteran. So, you just got back from WordCamp Boise. Is that right? I did. I got back from WordCamp Boise, and that was my third camp in three weekends. And then last night, I um, I got actually sick after WordCamp Boise. So last night, I spoke at the downtown San Diego WordPress meetup virtually through Zoom because I couldn't make it, but I still want oh, nice. to speak. <laughs> Nice. So Taylor is super active in the WordPress community and, you know, always, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like I get an email from you at least once or twice a week about something that you guys have going on over at impress.org. So Taylor, you just want to tell us about your role at impress.org and all the things. Sure. I am the content writer, which, um, really is a vague term for what I do. I kind of make sure that we have content going out the door all the time on our blog, on social media, through email. And also um, we've started optimizing some of our website pages. So I've helped with a lot of those projects as well. Um, Mainly what I do is listen to what our customers have to say and what our audience is doing and how they're interacting online. And then I see how we can enter the conversation and provide value there. So um, that's my main role. So that's a lot of content. And I know being a content creator and Kevin knows also, and Kevin definitely chime in here. How, what tools do you rely on to make sure that content is shipped in a timely manner and making sure that it's relevant to your audience? Oh, so many. Um, actually, this is kind of what I spoke about last night at the WordCamp meetup or the WordPress meetup and last weekend in Boise at the WordCamp. Um, I, we have a pretty streamlined project management type of system to get content out the door. So we treat every piece of content like a project with a deadline. And if something comes up that seems urgent, it bumps something else out of the way. So um, we actually just published an article about the city mission because we discovered that they won an award for the Giving Tuesday campaign last year. And it came up um, late October, I found it. And we were able to publish the article by, um, actually, I think I published it earlier this week. So um, it took a little while, but it was out in a timely manner and we got it out the door. But the only way that happened is I bumped another piece of content and that um, is now later. (laughs) Well, I I mean, it's always good to, you know, Kevin, you could attest to this. We have, we always have a content plan Mm -hmm. in place and a content calendar. And we find that there's like, 
cornerstone pieces of content that we have to push out and that we want to push out. But yeah. then we have we can call audibles sure. from yeah. time to time. That was definitely an audible, but it did fit so, in with our cornerstone content, which is the only reason that it bumped another piece. It was based on Giving Tuesday, and that's like all we're publishing about right now. So um, right. it was just one of those things that it was perfect timing. Perfect. So Kev, what, what are some questions you have for Taylor? So Taylor, you just mentioned providing value in each piece of mm-hmm. content. You know, how, what are some of the tricks and tips you have for being able to do that, you know, time and time again? Aside from it being really hard work. <laughs> <laughs> it really is just kind of digging into the weeds. And I really think that it, it you work for a brand that you believe in. I don't think it's possible to provide value if you don't believe in what you're publishing. So if I were writing something about plumbing, for example, because I did work for a plumbing supply store, it was really hard for me to come up with valuable content. And instead I would have to go pick the brains of the plumbers around the store or our cashiers um, or product managers, which was super annoying to them. I was like a little gnat all the time, but I didn't care about plumbing one way or another. So the only Mm -hmm. way to provide value was to find out what they cared about. Um, And now that I work for Give and WP Business Reviews, those are two subjects that I'm super passionate about and um, I have a lot of experience in. So I know their pain points and I know what they're looking for. And I think that I try to think from their perspective. So it takes a lot of empathy. Absolutely. That's a great answer. Wow. When it comes to, when, when it comes to, uh, you know, not all content is created equal, right? Not all topics are created equal. Some are like more attractive to an audience than other. Like, like, we're, like what we're talking about, like WP Give rolling into the Giving Tuesday yeah. season, right? That's, you know, I hate using the word sexy for content. I just, I, I just hate that. But some, are more, some things are just more attractive to an audience than like plumbing or like the mundane HVAC air conditioning or like stuff like that. How do you go ahead and, I mean, how, how do you go ahead and really, do you ever have to find that you have to harness back some of the excitement and some of the passion that you have for like the nonprofit space and you're, you're not going like over the top with things? I actually do. And I've, um, Matt, my boss has had to be like, you can't put exclamation points at the end of every sentence. Like it's, it just seems salesy. And, um, I had to scale back a lot of my excitement in my writing to keep it the same tone and voice that we have for give. And we actually just hired, um, or we added to our content team, um, Allie Nimmons. She was just a support tech before. And then now she's kind of a hybrid role between both. And so in a lot of her content, she's super excited and I have to scale her back sometimes too now. So it's interesting that you asked that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, Because I I understand like, you know, some of the things that I write about, especially like on my personal site, like I'm super excited about it. And my tone and my voice is way different than if I'm writing about like how to do this in WordPress. You know, sometimes it's like, you know, how how do you do this? Well, step one, you did it, did it, step two. You install the zip file step. You know, it's like, okay, it's like a tutorial versus like being like, yeah, cool. Let's go hike this trail on the app, this, this hike on the Appalachian trail or this or that, you know? And so it's interesting to find like, you know, from a professional point of view that you experience the same type of thing. Mm -hmm. Kev, what are some other questions that you would have for Taylor? Uh, So... When you when you find yourself in that zone trying to find, you know, the passion to write about something you care about, you know, what's your technique with that? Um, it kind of depends on the subject. So there are times that I discover something on Twitter or 
in a news article that I get really excited about and I just want to go down a rabbit hole and start writing immediately. Um, and there are other things that I find that I know we need to rank for this key term and I know that our audience needs to know this subject, but I don't really want to write about it in that moment. So I start researching and researching until I find something that sparks that um, inspiration. And so I kind of do a lot of research and that's where I find a lot of inspiration. Oh, that's awesome. That's really interesting to see the two different ways of like, you know, the objective based writing versus the interest based writing. And I think we all kind of suffer that from time to time as content creators. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, not all content is created equally, but not all content creators are created equally too. Like you have a lot of people who are professional broadcasters and they nav, they gravitate towards podcasting, or you have a lot of people who love being on video and they do videos very, very well. You know, Taylor, you're a, a writer, you know? So it's like, how do you, you know, and like for me, I'm a, I'm a marketer that writes. There's a huge, there's a huge, huge difference, you know, there is there, a huge difference, right. And I'm the first to recognize it. I'm the first to recognize two things. One, not every marketer can write and marketers ruin, ruin everything. So that's like some things that I totally understand. But like when you are shifting focus from writing like a purely like op-ed or editorial piece to writing something that, okay, this has a specific goal attached to it that I want to rank for this term or perhaps this secondary term. Is it hard to shift your mindset and be like, okay, I have to write, you know, for the audience first and foremost, always, but then I have to write with some more keyword latency. Not really, because I've actually streamlined my entire writing process where I do the same thing, no matter what kind of content I'm writing. Um, I have a blog post template, but it's really more of an online content template. So I know what piece it is. I know what kind of content it is. Um, I know what the audience is. I know who I'm speaking to. And then I outline a goal for the audience. Like what value are they going to get out of this piece of content first? That's the first thing I outline. And then I outline the goal for the company or what I want out of the page. Um, and that's kind of the final call to action. And then I take that and that's how I find keywords to, to kind of meld both goals into search intent. So every piece I have has all of that at the top of the page. And then underneath that in my doc, it has the writing. Um, and while I'm writing, I don't really think about the keywords that I just researched because they're already in my head if I just did all that research. And then afterwards I go through and I make sure they're in the proper spots for SEO. Right. Yeah, that's, that, I, I wish more people had a process, you know, when it comes to content creation, because you could totally tell if somebody's like, Oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to blow it out and rank, try to rank for this. It's so old, old school. And it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't really work any, anymore. Like we, t we try to preach like write for, write for your audience identify the keywords. And then from there, yeah. Inter you know, put them in at wherever it makes sense, where a person is reading right. and not a robot. And then, you know, see how that works. Have you ever, so this, this has happened to me a, a bunch of times. So I'll tell my story first. So <clears throat> I've written some pieces of content that I think are just like, Oh my God, this is the best piece of content that's ever going to be published on my blog, let alone published on any blog. This is the greatest ever. And then all of a sudden, you look at the analytics and you're just like, well, <laughs> man, nobody read this. <laughs> this. This page got no views and I spent all of this time writing it. I thought that this was an epic. I mean, like, I'm ready to award myself a Pulitzer down at the bar, you know, when I'm done, right? <clears throat> have you ever had a, uh, do you, have you ever had that 
thing where you think something is epic to you, and then something you just kind of churn out, like, oh, okay, this is all top of the head, real like whimsical. And then it's just like, oh my God, that one goes and everybody loves it. Oh Does that happen to you also? Yes, so much. So actually the best example is with WP Business Reviews. So um, I've pretty much, I helped launch that site. So I helped write all the content from the beginning and it was kind of like my baby. I wanted to see how this would go if I did this very specific plan. And um, we had a different voice in the beginning. We totally were trying to be a lot more formal, a lot more like marketing company um, oriented, but the article that took off was one that I just put together because I thought it would be a fun article to have. And it ranked a lot for search terms and it was um, funny responses and negative reviews. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so it was like business owners trashing negative <laughs> reviews with these long essays of just epically funny responses. And it got ranked on um, Google Discover. And we were like, maybe we should rethink our brand. So that completely changed our entire brand because that little article that I thought was nothing just made our website take off. And that's kind of I, honestly what I think has been carrying us through Google um, search since then because when that hit our um, search console traffic you can see just skyrocketed so it's insane that that one little tiny article changed our entire brand and now we're just like this hilarious review brand on twitter even <laughs> that's awesome you know <clears throat> personal story is you know there's always in scottsdale arizona the amy's baking company thing that happened on kitchen nightmares where somebody where the owner crazy amy responded to a review bashing the customer and it ended up being a whole episode of kitchen nightmares which <laughs> if you watch it if you watch the episode you can see me eating in the restaurant <clears throat> at the time i was actually on the show oh, wow. and it was and every once in a while when that show airs everybody's like is that you i'm like yes that's me <laughs> yes yes that's me that's great. <laughs> so, so let's let, let's shift our focus a little bit we have giving tuesday coming up in a week and, you know, this year, you know, 2019, Giving Tuesday is December 3rd. If you don't know what Giving Tuesday is, definitely go to, you know, go and, and search for it. Go to, uh, you know, you can go to trinitywebmedia.com slash giving dash Tuesday. You can also find it on the GiveWP site, all about Giving Tuesday. So what are some good strategies when it comes to content around Giving Tuesday and by the way, you know, Kevin and I are a huge believer. We love, you know, we love what your company does, not only for the nonprofit space, but also for the WordPress community around the Give WP plugin, where it is by far, and we've worked with like Donor Perfect, we work with all this other stuff where it's like Give WP is definitely our favorite donation mechanism to work with. So, what are some tips for a good that what makes her a good Giving Tuesday strategy? Well, thank you. Um, a good Giving Tuesday strategy is honestly very storytelling based. Every campaign that I've seen succeed so far has done a really good job of educating around their cause before Giving Tuesday. So it takes a lot of planning ahead and a lot of storytelling. You can't just say, hey, we need help getting this item. You have to explain how it will help, who it will help, and put a face behind the cause. And I think that um, the City Mission, we just wrote a case study on their Giving Tuesday campaign last year. They did a really great job at that last year. They put a face behind their cause. They told the story about how 
moms come into their home with teenagers and young children, and they all had to play in the same area. So teenagers didn't really have a space for themselves. And so that created a need. And then they introduced their campaign. Um, and then this year, they're not, I mean, they're doing a Giving Tuesday campaign, but their biggest actually campaign of the year just ended. And, um, you know, your big campaign doesn't have to be revolving around Giving Tuesday. It can be any day of the year, but they basically took a Giving Tuesday approach to what they called the Blitz Against Homelessness. And they found a partner organization in another town. So they're from Cleveland. And they chose a partner organization where um, in Pittsburgh. And so they had um, a contest between the two organizations to see who could raise the most money in 16 hours. And their goal was $10,000. And the city mission, well, first back up. When you gave, you were entered a raffle to win a jersey, either a Browns jersey for the city mission in Cleveland or a Steelers jersey for the Pittsburgh-based um, organization. And so that was pretty cool. They chose something that people would want in each town. And, you know, they told the story about what the cause was for. And then the city mission ended up raising $45,000 in 16 hours. And the other organization raised over $24,000 in 16 hours. Wow. So they like obliterated their goals. And it was all because of the storytelling around what they did. It was just right. incredible. That, that, it's super interesting that they would partner with another organization. Right. You know, and sort of make, make it a battle back and forth. Like, I, and I love that. Like coming from, you know, Kevin and I and Kevin jump in here, you know, coming from a collaborative background, like I love highlighting other, other organizations. I love highlighting other WordPress companies, other WordPress developers, because I think, you know, Jay Bear once told me, you know, rising tide lifts all ships. He's like, don't be mm -hmm. afraid of competition, embrace collaboration. And I think it's amazing if more people were to adopt that type of approach, like, you know, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, you know, if you're a football fan, you know that they're rivals even, yeah. you know, you know that there's a rivalry between the cities, you know, and all of that. So it's just like for you to, for them to reach out and say, Hey, here's our rival city or whatever. And then put those two together in sort of a, a battle, which, you know, nobody lost. Nobody you know, lost. Everybody won. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That, that's such a great I, I was honestly so blown away by it. I told him I might want to write a whole nother case study on you because this is such a great idea for people everywhere. Like you have rival towns, you have the exact same basically organization in two different towns, just compete and see who can get more money because you're both going to raise way more than you expect. Right. Yeah. And, and then, then at that point, you know, you're also tapping into a different sphere of influence, you know, where you're tapping into maybe people, I mean, how can you not be passionate about that cause, but also passionate about their city and saying, oh, no, I'm not going to let Pittsburgh beat me in Cleveland or vi vice versa, you know? Right, exactly. So, I mean, I love that. Yeah, it's not about the cause at that point. It's about your commitment to your town. Yeah, but homelessness, you know, if you eradicate, like, teen homelessness or if you help hunger in, in the town, like, your city pride is coming through and you can help lower those numbers yeah. so people can feel even better about living in that city. You know, Kevin, we have a Giving Tuesday – uh, campaign going on. Do you have any questions? No, I mean, I love the storytelling aspect. I know that's a big part of the campaign we're planning on launching with, uh, you know, our client. And, uh, you know, I, I think that marketing went from blasting and just constantly saying what you thought to, you know, storytelling where you can really have the audience engage and buy into what you're doing. So I, I love that example of, you know, the Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. I think it's fantastic. So, so from a strategy standpoint, you know, and I know that your website has so many different 
so many different case studies, so many different white sheets and playbooks, you know, for what makes a successful, you know, giving Tuesday strategy. And I love, I, I mean, I, we've been using one of them for our campaign, you know, especially when it came to the save the date email template, you know, that was awesome. And we got a great response from that. So how do I, you know, your background in, you know, writing and tech, how did you become so passionate about nonprofit and how did you, how are you able to tap into this so great, so well <laughs> that it's, you know, you, you know, you're such a face for, you know, the give WP brand. Um, well, actually my master's degree was in international relations, uh, with a concentration in conflict development, management and resolution. So short term war. Um, and a lot of that involves studying international development and um, NGOs and nonprofits and how they raise money and how that affects the economy of different areas. So I kind of studied it from a much higher level. And I think that that understanding and also research um, skill gave me the ability to just tap into everything that nonprofits do. Um, I could have worked for a nonprofit. I could have worked for an NGO. I could have worked for the government, but um, my passion is really in writing and communicating. And this is where I ended up, and I'm really happy with it. <laughs> yeah, and you went to American University in DC, right? I did. Um, so I went to the right. School of International Service there, and um, really proud of that degree. So. <laughs> yeah, and so do you find that there's a difference? I mean, you know, American University being based in DC and Impress being based in San Diego. You know, do you find that there's a difference type of in nonprofit communication styles or do you find that you know that is that anything that you need to consider as you guys are pushing out all this great content for you know for the brand not necessarily um non-governmental organizations which are a little bit like more formal than nonprofit organizations um do function differently they're a lot more bureaucratic and have more governmental overhead um but generally no because they all fundraise the same way they all pretty much function the same way and smaller nonprofits really want to learn from larger ones um but right. the fundraising aspect and the online donation well, aspect that's super, that's, never that's really pretty, changes uh, and the the, the drive behind the you know, cause you would think never that there really would be changes. regional you know re regional things to consider but actually there it's really not so if you had to give us Three tips. I'm going to put you on the spot. Three, three to five. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some leeway there. Three to five tips for what makes a good Giving Tuesday strategy that if somebody wants to go ahead and do their own and really, really knock it out of the park, what, what would be a couple tips that you would give somebody? Um, pick something specific and really easy to understand to fund on Giving Tuesday because people want to know what they're giving towards. Um, don't make it complicated. Create a landing page specific to Giving Tuesday and make sure that you can't navigate off of it. So take away that menu bar from it. Um, definitely, definitely use your email list. Always have a strong email communication. Use your past donors. And if you don't know how to talk to past donors in a way that doesn't sound pushy, go ahead and look at our email templates on GiveWP. We have a lot of good ones for like donors and your board members. Um, a fourth tip, I would say just make sure that you're really active on social media and pump out a lot of posts the day of Giving Tuesday. And then number five, always say thank you. So make sure you follow up and tell everybody how you did and say thank you. That's awesome. 
that those are some awesome tips. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, I know you have a lot going on. How can people get in touch with you uh, via social media or website, email, however? Um, I have a lot of contact points. So Twitter <laughs> is usually where I'm most active. I'm on Twitter all day, every day on Give, on the Give brand, the WP Business Reviews brand, my own um, Twitter handle. And then I have a couple websites where um, I'm pretty active and I monitor them. Um, so taylorinc.com and taylorelizabethrose.com. Awesome. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for your time. I think that you've really educated our audience and definitely me. And it's always great to talk to you. And I look forward to seeing you at a WordCamp soon. Cool. Thank you. Hey, Kev. So that was a great interview with Taylor. Taylor Walden, she is awesome. You know, she's a great speaker with WordCamp. She's a great content creator. With GiveWP, it's amazing the job that they do. You know, hats off to Matt and Devin over at Impress and Taylor and all of her team. You know, uh, any takeaways that you have specifically, Kev? Oh, I mean, I, I think my biggest takeaway was whether it's a passion project or something that Taylor just needs to get done. She has the same process. I think yeah, that's isn't that so amazing? important when it comes to content. You know, that is that is amazing. Like, I think that you know, <clears throat> I, you know, again, I'm blown away right now with all the things. You know, the storytelling. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you you thank everybody. The city mission case study that they you know did with the two competing nonprofits, you know, it is amazing. Like give WP is such a powerful plugin when it comes to the donation space and WP business biz reviews is of such a powerful thing, you know, that we need to definitely deploy on more of our client sites, you know? So anyway, Taylor, thank you so much for being there. Kevin, any final thoughts? It's good to be back, Greg. Thanks for holding on this yeah. ship while I was gone, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Hey, this is again, episode 97. We're creeping up on that century mark. We are, right? we are. We're in three digits. So that's right. We're almost trace zero commas, yeah. but not, not quite the three comma club, but <laughs> trace digits, trace digits. So, hey, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the New Marketing Show with Kevin Everly, Greg Taylor, and today's special guest, Taylor Walden from GiveWP. Hey, if you want more of our show, you can get us in almost any podcast application. If you Listen to the Joe Rogan experience or Serial or any of those big time shows. Just key in the new marketing show. You're going to find our podcast. So until then, Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Greg. And definitely, Taylor, thank you so much for being here. You made the episode amazing. So until next time, 